Welcome to the Morning Sky Show with Superfly75. You're listening to OnTheWizardRadio.com. Sign up for OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Shout out to our super producer, Cindy Ashby. All shows are live on TheWizardRadio.com. Catch replays on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, as well as otwtube.com. And now back to your host, Super Sly 75. <laughs> um, I sound too loud. Let me know because I was playing with the game last night. And I'm I'm booming in my headphones, so I'm, I made it sound a little loud tonight. So if I do, let me know. Watching mm. twenty thirty frames per second. My man, Tony, Tony Anthems. All right. All right. All right. Did I forget to ah, sound good? Okay. Appreciate it. Okay. Let me check my email and then we're going to get started on this information. I even enter myself. I thought I sent this to myself. No, there we go. CBDC. All right. I hope everybody had a good Friday. I hope everybody's workday went by expeditiously without incident go in <laughs> what i'm high as oh oh be careful be careful have a nurse nearby depending on what what depending on what type of high it is you know careful yeah always has some somebody that's that has some type of medical <laughs> knowledge nearby yo so um yeah all right, shout out there. Okay, Yana, you are a nurse, aren't you? That's right. Are you RN administrator? I mean, are you emergency room, operating room? I'm just asking all your business. My bad. I'm just curious. I mean, because I date a nurse or two, you kind of learn and pick up stuff. RN. Okay, awesome. So you make six figures a year. I'm sure you work a whole lot. Uh-oh. Oh, you're a step-down ICU nurse. Oh, so you see all the madness. Ooh, ICU. So you see all the goddamn burn victims, GSWs, and, and, and just, oh, you see it all. Oof. God bless you, sis. God bless you. Snow White's in the house. God bless you, sis. You see it all. Hey, give, give, hey, give him some, give him a Narcan. <laughs> right, right, right. That's what's up. That's what's up. Crawl the way I see you. All right. Right on, right on. Okay. Um, hmm. What do I want to cover first? 
And also, so I, as far as the, the, the whole Enki and Leo thing, man, listen, that knowledge is so extensive and so vast. And it's not just Enki and Leo. There's a whole bunch of other um, gods, per se, that's in the mix. You got Anu. You got their half-sister. You got their kids and the grandkids and all this infighting. It's, it's no different from humans, honestly. A lot of infighting, but... So the first set of notes I have is just a random background, give you context, right? So with the Enki and Leo thing, there's pre-flood and then there's post-flood. And then in between post, no, pre-flood, then you have the nuclear wars. Nope. You have the nuclear wars post-flood. So... Y'all bear with me. These notes are hella old, but I will, starting tonight and tomorrow, I will work on the pre-flood um, story background of Inky and Aaliyah because basically it all depends on whose perspective you go with. Basically, Enlil wanted the entire globe uh, of humanity wiped off. He wanted everybody to drown. Inky was like, him and his half-sister, his half you want you you want you, you want to hear the, the 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 biggest ironic part of this, Kayana. So, Enki's half sister was a nurse. She was the chief medical officer. So her and Enki decided to steal genetic codes of all the creatures on Earth to save. Huh? You like irony? But I'll get into the notes. So. Oh, wait, he said, I was so high off that Trinidadian weed. I went straight to the emergency room. Oh, Lord, Lord. So you're the black version of Hangover. <laughs> Jay Tremaine Houston. What? What? <laughs> I was going to go, you know. I just I woke up from my nap and shit, you know what I'm saying? The ICU had my mom getting up. I woke up to bed at 3 a.m. hitting the beeper. Man. They get mad at shit when you reverse the high. They get, I, I'm sure. Yeah, let them have their high. Let them have their high. Yeah, so um, before I get into the notes with that, let's just go through a random, a couple of random stuff. Real quick, MacBone, I see you. CBDC, um, everybody's been talking about it. Um, Ty CD's been doing real, real good breakdowns on this. Um, but we already knew this was coming. We already knew this was coming. So all you crypto guys, good luck with that. The reality as the financial system gets more controlling and more invasive, it's a little bit like bringing up a corral around us. And CBDCs, central bank digital currencies and vaccine passports or digital IDs are sort of the last uh, shutting of the gate. It's hard for many people to imagine the risks here because we're so used to living with financial transaction freedom. And we don't understand that when this gate closes on us, we literally will be sitting in a system where the central banks believe that our assets belong to them and they can dictate where we can spend money and what we can spend money on. Um, the important thing to understand is central bank digital currencies are not currencies. It's a financial transaction control grid and it gives the ability for the central bankers and they've said this publicly the ability to not only set set the rules centrally but enforce the rules centrally if you don't behave you can have your money turned off 
Yeah, we've been we've all been saying this. You know, this is eventually the currency going digital and no longer taking cash. They don't even they don't even want the silver and gold at this point <laughs> because the average person doesn't have enough silver and gold to, to to operate outside of this norm. So yeah, we already knew if you get out of line, your credit score, your, your social credit score gets too low, you're automatically gonna cut your shit off. So we've been we've been saying this. This is nothing new. So you've been put on notice. So if you've enjoyed liberty, it's very hard to, you know, perceive this iceberg before you hit it. And that's why it's so important. And I commend you for for talking about CBDCs. We need to not let the propaganda persuade us that one, this is convenient or two, that we need this or three, not only the dangers of CBDCs, but the opportunities if we start to reverse financial tyranny. Yeah, there you don't reverse financial tyranny. It's already been set in motion. Yeah, shout out to Aaron Russo for those that remember he was a f- film producer, um, and he was he seen some things and spoke on it, and all of a sudden he died of cancer, right? Conspiracy. I see. What's bracking? What's bracking? All right. Okay. So there's no stopping this, reversing this, heading this off at the course. Um, there's gonna there's no revolting. You know what I'm saying? There's no. Everybody wake up. We got to fight off the one. Nah, it's just, let's just lay down. You know what they tell you when they got the gun pointed at you? Just, shh, 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 shh. just lay back and enjoy it. When they got you at gunpoint. <laughs> when he tells you to shh, 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 just lay down and enjoy it. So that's all you can do. Lay down and enjoy it. Uh, let's see what else. What else I got? So let's continue with this crazy rhetoric. That's coming. Yo, they talking food rations. So your next lockdowns may be centered around climate change, climate control. I don't want to say lockdowns per se, but your next set of, um, I guess, rules and regulations to kind of keep the people in line will come through climate change. They're already talking about giving out food rations. All right. Draw from Afghanistan. A new report reveals that U.S. weapons are now turning up in the hands of Pakistan-linked. Wait, is this it? Is this it? Okay, get me. Yeah. Okay. Well, hold, hold on. Hold on. I'm gonna get. I don't care about Afghanistan. I care about the food rations. I care about the food rations part. Hold on. Now, Congressman, everyone but the Biden administration saw this coming. Why were they so blind to reality? Uh, well, ooh, you know, I think the rations. Biden administration and Biden himself was so determined, even ooh, with their position over, over uh, and rations. right now as we speak, the, I don't care what about that. was, I don't care about that. I don't look care about how that. it will just walk away. Your war. Here's what he told supporters in go. New York City All right, yesterday, listen. quote, if we don't stay under 1.5 degrees. You haven't heard the term food rations since World War, World war II. Do y'all understand? They're talking food rations. You already have people that go to Catholic charities, right? You go to the church, you get a food box, pantry box. You haven't heard the term. No one alive has heard the term food ration. Gen Xers, we, what's a food ration? Boomers know what that is. Gen Xers, no. Z's, hell no. Millennials, hell no. All right, you've been put on notice. Let's get into it. Degrees Celsius. We're going to have a real problem. It's the single most existential threat to humanity we've ever faced, including nuclear weapons. 
we have a real big problem. Congressman, how worried should every American be that the President of the United States doesn't unequivocally see nuclear weapons as an existential problem, the existential problem? This is scary. This is petrifying. You know, as we speak, Putin uh, has been actively considering using a tactical nuclear weapon in, in Ukraine, so that's bad enough. But China and the Chinese Communist Party are tripling the size of their nuclear arsenal. They're developing hypersonic nuclear-capable missiles that we can't defend against. And we have the commander-in-chief saying climate uh, is, is more dangerous than nuclear weapons. And the thing that's so scary is that Chinese listen to this, they hear it, uh, and they know that this administration and Biden will make concession after concession uh, to the Chinese in order to achieve their climate goals while China has the, the, the uh, most rapid military buildup in modern America. Okay, weapons aside, every country is engaged as signed that treaty for the climate control, climate change, whatever. I forget which, what uh, economic form it was, but basically everybody, oh, oh, come on, God damn it. Everybody has agreed to, to get on board with the climate control. That is going to be your next set of rules and regulations as far as restricting the people's right to travel, freedoms here and this and this. Carbon tax. You're seeing carbon tax on some of your... Um, uh, expenses, um, when you buy a car, emissions tax, they're going to start adding carbon tax on the sticker window. This car produces this much, um, depending on the size of the engine, if it's EV or if it's a V6, four cylinder, V8, um, you're going to, they're going to be issuing carbon taxes <laughs> based on if your engine is combust is a combustion engine or is it, if it's an EV. So it's already coming, like it's already here. Let me, I want to finish up that article. Get out of here. Okay. 426. 4, 6, 1, 10. Get it. Get it. All right, let's go. The Chinese, in order to achieve their climate goals, while China has the, the, the uh, most rapid military buildup in modern American history, and the, and the irony on top of it is that the Chinese are then dominating the global battery market, so they're making money off of it in addition to us being distracted while they triple their nuclear arsenal. And my question for President Biden is if Xi of China realizes his dream of becoming the dominant global superpower, mm -hmm. do you think he's going to care about climate? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> right. It almost makes you wonder if, if it's just the climate activists pushing it or if he actually truly believes what he's saying. Congressman Michael Waltz, thank you so much for getting up with us this morning. We appreciate it. Have a good day. Okay. Okay. So the, the activists are already pushing for the idea or reintroducing the idea of, of issuing food rations because what's going on in the UK, you have food shortages in the UK, UK food. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. All right. UK supermarkets facing fresh food shortages. Okay. There's limits on two an item on packs of tomatoes, cucumbers, lettuce, and peppers. They're restricting shoppers to three items on each eight fresh produce lines, including broccoli, cauliflower, raspberries, and lettuces. 
Um, also, another story. Each limiting purchases of peppers, cucumbers, and tomatoes to three packs a person. Grocery retailers have said shortages could last for, for some weeks. They say certain fresh uh, vegetables and fruits are hard to come by in the UK as a result of an unfortunate combination of poor weather reducing the harvest in Europe and North Africa, as well as lower supplies from UK and Dutch producers hit by jump in energy bills to heat glass houses. Okay. Um, Britain and other North European countries, particularly the Netherlands, are a big vegetable producer have reduced how many crops they have planted over the winter. Um, faced with higher costs for glass house crops, some retailers chose to rely more heavily this year on sourcing from Spain and North Africa, leaving them more vulnerable to the weather triggering triggered shortages. Okay, now, so far there are no reports of shortages in France and Germany, and European shoppers have shared photos on social media of full supermarket shelves in stark con- contrast to British supermarkets. Um, batters has warned there might be a further rationing of salad items to come, especially if growers energy bills remain high. Okay. So it's already started. It's all ready started. Apples and pears could be the next UK food shortages. Farmers warn. This year's farmers have planned to order just 480,000 apple and pear trees, but that has been slashed to 330,000. The key reason for the lack of investment was supermarket returns that are unsustainable. He said food growers cost has increased by about 23% as the cost of picking energy haulage and packaging has risen. That was being met by a less than 1% increase in return. The majority of growers are losing money. This is how you starve the people out. You kick the farmers in the ass. You make the you make the farmers' job, you know, not cost effective. This is insane. Yeah, <laughs> we sure did attack the food source. Yes, and petroleum. And yes, indeed. Yeah, we did. We we said a lot of things last year. Indeed, indeed we did. Indeed, we did. All right. Okay. Um. Now, you know what? Let's get to the black doctors. There's a shortage of of black doctors. Do you care? There is a shortage of black doctors. Does anybody care? How many of you guys in the chat actually have a black doctor? Does your PPO um, provide you a black doctor? And, and, And when I say black, an American. Right? Uh, who? Who? Yeah, conspiracy. It's YouTube, bro. It's YouTube being YouTube. We working it out. Walt Daily, my man, made a feeling to mention that the Tonga eruption, twenty twenty two, and the Grand Solar Minimum we're in. Yes, twenty twenty three was the year of the, no. So yeah, yeah, and you know what? If you if you follow the the Earth and its trends, is always a cold trend and the heating trend. So the planet warming up or cooling down is a natural thing. <sighs> That's what the, you know, it is what it is. You have two melanated black doctors, all Indian doctors. 
Yeah, you know what the sad reality is? The majority of black folk don't don't want black doctors. I mean, outside unless they're African, but like a good old fashioned corn f- bread fed, raised in Oklahoma as black doctor, I don't see too many black folk wanting black doctors. You just find a black doctor. Okay, so here we go. CNN Health. Only 5, 5.7% of U.S. doctors are black. And experts warn the shortage harms public health. Imagine that. That's the biggest irony I take away from this. That's right. Why you do that, Walt Diddy? Wait, bro, let me hit you with a... And he said, Fred Sanford didn't want a black doctor. That's right. Tony Anthony, my podiatrist is Asian. And you know what? I, I I'm biased. If I if I had if I could have my way, because m- my nurse practitioner is Asian, and my last doctor back in Illinois, he was Indian. And I know it sounds jacked up, but you can get you a Indian doctor, preferably a, a woman, a female, that really like gives a shit about you, you're in the probably the best hands. I know it sounds biased. I know it's like a bigot, y'all. Forgive me. But my experience, if you can find you a female Indian doctor that genuinely likes you, you're in the best hands. I'm sorry. You're in the best hands. Okay, y'all, nurse, uh, before my, uh, my primary doctor is black too. That's what's up. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Black American woman from infant to high school. Salute to Dr. Storm. Okay, neurologist side of the game. My doctor is a black female. Very nice lady. See? See? Nick doesn't, there's no gynocracy for Nick's health. Nick doesn't have gynocracy issues for his health. <laughs> I'm just saying, you let everybody else tell it. The gynocracy. Don't do it, Nick. She might put something in your, in your shots. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, see, Yoba's in the house. Okay, okay, creative. All right, one of my doctors. Yeah, my um. Yeah, when I was growing, my 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 uh pediatrician, he was Indian, and he was all of our doctors. He was all of our pediatricians, all my siblings, literally from birth to damn near eighteen. So, yeah, he was Indian. He was a bit money hungry. But he had calmed down after a while. My black doctor had a stroke. Uh-oh. Dr. Gupta. I, I'm just saying, for me, I have a black doctor and he don't believe in pharmaceutical companies. Okay, Dr. Tony Hampton, Chicago. Okay, okay, right on, right on. See, my new female Indian doctor is the best. Costly, but they're worth it. And they and then black women doctors are the worst. I, I'll tell you what, um... I've never had a bad experience with a black nurse, but you, I, I guess it would take for you to date somebody in the medical field to give you um, appreciation for what they do and go through, you know, because being a patient, it, you just see one side of, of it, but you date somebody that's actually in it, then you get a n- totally newfound respect for, for their profession, what they go through. Then, then you'll understand why they do what they do and why their mindset is the way it is, you know. 
This nigga said Dr. Umar. <laughs> I can't with you. I can't with you. V says uh, she listens and respects me over my husband. The others would kiss his ass. Ah, interesting. Interesting. This is funny, though. Well, it's not funny, but it's very ironic that they would say this is a public health um, issue, shortage of black doctors. So now this is a, I don't like this this um, example they use. Of course, they use a Nigerian that was that grew up in Boston. Like you're not black. See, off the cuff, I'm not liking this article. Okay, uh, Adebago was born in Nigeria, grew up in Boston, and said as a child she often saw tensions between certain aspects of Western medicine and beliefs within Nigerian culture. See, this ain't even about blacks. It's not even about black. Ah oh, man, let's find something else. I don't like this. No, no diss anybody, but when you say black doctors, goddamn it, I expect American. Sorry. Okay, let's go. Let's see the NC dump. NAACP has to say addressing the shortage of African-American doctors in the United States. Okay. We got numbers. We got numbers. In 1978, there were 1,400 and black men who applied to medical degree granting institutions of which 542 matriculated as opposed to 2014 when just 1,337 applied and 515 matriculated. Okay. It is projected that by 2025, there will be a shortage of physicians in the United States of 46,000 to 90,000, which will have a profound negative effect on the African-American community. And I, I would say if it's one field um, or, or, or practice, you, you, you know, black folks should look to get into is the health field. Listen, I don't care if it's physical therapy, occupational therapy, tr- uh, physical training, nutrition, whatever. Anything with health, health and fitness, medical, you're going to have a job for life. You know, you're going to have a job for life. Because even I'm like, because I'm getting the itch to go back to school. So now my dilemma is, okay, what do I, I want to go back to school for? Right? Do I want to go back to school for tech? Right? So for me, it's either tech or something with nursing. It's either tech, nursing, or nutrition fitness but those are my those are my that's my dilemma that's my thought pattern process so i will go back i eventually will go back to school i'm like i'm now i'm like i got all this free time i might as well do something with it so for me it's either tech or like the nursing nutrition fitness now my second issue is the time constraint where you know which field will get me they're the quickest, right? Let me see, I'm 47. So if I went back to school starting in the fall, where, who, where would I be the quickest by the time I turn 49, 50? If I got three years to give and say, okay, where can I go the further, the fastest? You know, so that's my thing. That's my, my issue. Steps to went back to school for that. I'm man, it's, I'm not gonna lie. The, the medical field is booming. Whatever it is, you know, CNA, LPN. I don't give, medical assistant, um, billing, medical billing, whatever. It's booming all the way across the board. Okay, if you want to do tech in the medical field, I would recommend biomed. Okay, I remember I seen you make a comment about that. Okay. 
Hey, like, whoa, hey, when I moved to NY in 2018, it was definitely culture shock for me. All the doctors are foreign. I ain't like that shit. <laughs> Sis. Yo, shout out to all y'all that actually work and thrive and live in New York. I couldn't do it. I was there for four days. I felt I just couldn't do it. I ain't built like that. I ain't built like that. Morocco's in, in dental. Okay. Growing up in Alabama and all my life, I've always had black doctors. Okay, cool. My pediatrician, dentist, first gynecologist, obstetrician, and black. I mean, black America. Okay, good, 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 good. Okay, my doctor had me to eat garlic, turmeric, and gender. I don't take meds. Okay. So, y'all, all right, y'all on the right path, right on. Okay. Become an insurance. See, he, <laughs> I know, right? I, I, that's what I really need to do. It is booming. Okay, wait, wait, where you at? Where you at? Faith, okay, it's booming. I'm in medical billing code. Okay, humor me this. Let, you know, let's, turn it, let's turn this into a Q&A. You know what? I'll do y'all one better. Now let's let's kind of. Let's do this. Let's turn this into sort of a Q&A as far as for those that are in the medical field. Um, don't worry, I'm not deviating from the show. I just, I didn't notice so many people in the medical field. I mean, I knew it was a bunch of y'all, but you guys are giving me some ideas. So, um, Faith, how long did it take you to get where you're at medical bill? Because here's my thing. I only got three years to give anything more than three years. I'm not going to, I'm not going to get into it. So if I got into tech and say, okay, if I can't get to where I want to be in three years, if I'm not booming in three years, I'm not going to sign up for it. Same thing with the tech. I mean, same thing with the nursing or the health medical, whatever. So once again, my issue is I have a limited amount of time, three years max. I'm not trying to go back another a whole nother degree like that for four or five years you understand oh you moved in november it's a mess oof yes i'm in a maintenance field i've always had the work to do when the robots take over i'll be their doctor electrician um yeah the nursing see that's what i'm saying and now with the crackdown with the uh the sped up programs that you know that offer in a year i know baylor university in texas were offering uh, uh, a sped up program in a year but now with that shit in florida see what i'm saying it's like ah um billing coding has always been open commercials on the field for the local radio all the time okay okay the training for billing and coding took me six months it took me five months to get my certification after that i finished the program okay so are you happy with where you're at like is that was that a choice? Like you're saying, I'm going to go into medical billing and coding, and this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to knock this out. This is all I want to do. It's my life's, this is my life's ambition. Or is this a stepping, stepping stone to something bigger? You know? Yeah, this is interesting. I'm learning something. Me is learning something. And that's another thing, too. That's what turned me off about the uh, medical when everybody was kind of being held at gunpoint to either take 
the inoculation or lose their lose their gig. That that turned me off big time. So then that's when I started looking at okay, maybe tech might be my thing to do. Uh, let me go back to the article as I read you guys' comments. Okay. So we got the projection 2020, 20, I mean, 2025, 46 to 90,000 short. Um, okay. Let me see what other articles I can find on this medical shortage. What is this? What is this? What is this? National deficit of black and Hispanic physicians in the U.S. and projected estimates of time to correction. So, their numbers say um, the AMA colleges, uh, the AAMC, projects a total physician and racial ethnic representation deficit of between 37,800 and 124,000 physicians by 2034. Recent work has found that while the numbers and proportions of black, Hispanic, and American Indian or Alaska Native medical school matriculation or matriculants have increased, they have done so at a rate slower than their age-matched counterparts in the U.S. population, resulting in increased underrepresentation. Um, disparities at the physician workforce level and could worsen the already dire racial and ethnic disparities in outcomes such as infant, maternal, mor mortality, obesity, and life expectancy. Uh, they say it will take more than a decade to affect the physician workforce. Mm, 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 that's not good. Okay. In 2015, there were 20,349 allopathic medical school matriculants. And 961,998 practicing physicians of all races and ethnicities. Of those, there were 1,231 Hispanic, 1,228 black medical students. Concurrently, there were 60,549 60, Hispanic and 46,133 black physicians. Uh, based on representation in that population, the expected numbers would be 174,307 Hispanic. 127,490 black physicians. They calculate a deficit of 113,758 Hispanic and 81,358 black physicians. Wow. There were 196 and 191 fewer Hispanic and black physicians respectively per 100,000 Hispanic and black people in the U.S. It would take 92 years it would take 92 years of sustained doubling of the number of matriculating Hispanic medical students in 2015 to correct the deficit of Hispanic physicians from 2015. Meanwhile, it would take 66 years of a sustained doubling of black medical students to correct the deficit of black physicians from 2015. Wow. That's not good. That's not good. That's not good. Okay, you were EKG tech before that, and those patients and nurses got on my nerves. I understand. I learned on the job, building on the job, started young. Okay, okay. Debt collections will always be around. Yeah, I know, right? That's never going to go anywhere. 
Okay. Navigant is always hiring. Just don't be a contract gig worker in tech because they are the first to go. You're right. You're right. As we're seeing with the Microsoft, Google layoffs, right? If I was a doctor, I do house visits. Same as a nurse. I'd work for myself. At least try to see, Hey, 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 maybe there's a lack of African-American blacks in the medical field because only, fa- Oh Lord. No, see, see, here we go. <laughs> They've, they've been finally people in the nursing field for almost 20 years now. Does that account for those who lost their job during the pandemic? No, it does not. Unfortunately, we won't know those numbers probably for another year or so. I say by midsummer, late summer, we might be seeing the, the numbers lost due to those who didn't take the inoculation. Uh-oh, here we go. This is interesting. California's only HBCU aims to solve black doctor shortage. Charles Drew University, the only historically black university in California. You know how sad this is? I did not know this. I've, I've lived in this state off and on for 20 years. I did not know there was a, a, an HBCU out here. I shit you not. Shame on me. Shame on me. I did not know this, y'all. Yo, Red, I got your email, bro. Um, shit. I got to go back and, and look it up. My bad. We all know black men are doctors in the hood prescribing three and a half for 40. They fill the prescription while you're there. I wouldn't visit the doctor today. I right, okay. Hey, you know what? There's a, uh, there's a Greek doctor that be like selling scripts. It's a hustle, man. It's a hustle. I know, right? Shame on us for not knowing. <laughs> Shame on us. Shame on us. Um, medical student Allison Leggett knows the power of her presence as a black health professional. Uh, wow, I did not know this, y'all. Okay. Charles R. Drew University of Medicine and Science in Los Angeles, California, only historically black university. The university has graduated more than 900 physicians since 1981 through a joint program with the University of California, Los Angeles. That's UCLA. Um, next year, Charles Drew will start its own medical school in the hopes of training even more culturally competent doctors like Leggett. Wow, I did not know this. Black doctors uh, have for decades made up around 3% of the state's total physicians. The nationwide figure is 5% compared to the 14% of the country's population. One reason the study cites the shortage of black physicians, a lack of medical schools that serve black students. Of the country's 102 historically black colleges and universities, only six are accredited to operate medical schools. That's terrible. That's terrible. Many African-American medical students are interested in treating African-Americans and in closing the health disparities gap. Okay. Wow. I didn't know that. That's what's up. Okay, so everybody for the last two years has been, has been saying this is a this is a problem. Okay. Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. See, I yeah, learn something new every day. I'm telling you, I feel bad just, just learning this shit. I thought all HBCs were setting us out. I know, right? <laughs> My ex doctor would charge a hundred to fill out paperwork. Sheesh. Sheesh. That's ugly. That's ugly. All right, let's get into uh, some weird medical stuff. 
Zaya Wade, y'all, has officially got got the the change. Um, official name change. Wade filed a petition in court in August to change his child's name. The 15-year-old was born a boy named Zion Malachi. Aramis. That's biblical, man. This is a this is a biblical name, y'all. This was this was a biblical name. This name has significance, and and you just erased it. Zion Malachi Aramis. Now it wishes to be called Zaya. Goddamn shame. Wade's ex Savon Funches had prevented Zaya from receiving an updated birth certificate, but the NBA legend said it was his daughter's best interest. This petition is about empowering Zaya to live her truth. Because Zaya, who is identified as a female since since 12, a court order affirming her identity will allow Zaya to live more comfortably and honestly in all aspects of her life, from simple introductions and food orders to applying for a driver's license and filling out college applications. So you about to be in that that you about to be that double negative or that double positive under affirmative action. Right. So you're about to be that double positive under affirmative action in title nine. Now you're a black woman. So you, you get the, you get the points for two. So you get the points to two. Yeah. So you get the points for two. You you hit the algorithm. (laughs) You get the algorithm. You get the points for two. Man, listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's continue. Let's continue. Um, Funches Wade argued that her ex-husband is trying to profit off Zaya's transition and he may be pressuring Zaya over potential financial opportunities allegations the former NBA star called nonsensical and libelous at their core. They were married in 07, divorced in 2010, and they were at war words ever since. Ugh. I've given her the opportunity to reach out to Zaya's teachers, doctors, and therapists over the years and even meet her friends so she could get her own understanding of our child's needs for her life. She won't do it. She has not been to a school recital, graduation, school dance, play date, practice, parent-teacher conference, etc. And Zaya has given her every opportunity to try to get to know her. She won't do it. Okay. I don't know about y'all, but I'm not going to be that parent that's going to show up to my kids functions while you run right here calling yourself a girl or, or the opposite gender. I'm not going to, I know it sounds petty, childish, immature, spiteful, judgmental. I'm not going to be that parent that's going to go to the school functions and, or talk to teachers and refer to my child as the opposite of gender. I'm just not, why, what are we, what don't play with me. Don't waste my time. Don't waste my time. I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I I I just had to be that deadbeat dad. I couldn't do it. As a woman who claims to be a good Christian mother, I've yet to see her make any sacrifice or effort to leave her own home to participate in her children's lives in over a decade. Zaya is not the same three-year-old child anymore, and she's screaming to that to the world, but most importantly to her mother. This is messy. 
No one in our house would ever force Zaya or any of our children to do anything against their will, much less force an identity on them. This isn't a game for my family and definitely not for Zaya. This is her life. All the while, my wife and our village have been her rock and helping her pick up the pieces after heartbreak after heartbreak. Yeah, D-Wade, I hope it was worth it, bruh. I hope it was worth it. Hey, what, what Boosie said, come on, man. Don't chop it off, man. <laughs> come on, man. Don't chop it off, man. Yeah, man, come on. You think we're not going to play these games. These are reindeer games. I refuse. I refuse. I can't do it. I can't do it. All right. Let's get to this, this Yeezy thing that's been unconfirmed. Let's get to this Yeezy returning to Adidas that has been unconfirmed. It's unconfirmed. It's unconfirmed. Okay. The rumor is that Adidas may bring Yeezy back. It's a rumor. This is what they're saying. Reportedly, this is all a rumor. Nothing's been confirmed. I've seen the, 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 the tweet. I've seen the tweet on Twitter. It's, uh, this is unconfirmed. They're saying no new Yeezy branded designs. Only selling current Yeezy branded products that Adidas cannot sell without. Yay. No update on future after these are sold. Pirate Blacks will be the first one uh, the release. Once again, this is unconfirmed. This is unconfirmed. Now, the bigger question is, if this did take place, how is this a win for Kanye? Right? If this, if this does take place, how is this a chess move for Kanye? You're going right back to the plantation. How's it you going back to the plantation is a win. So you, you, you're going to, you would go back to the people that basically own the IP. They own your IP. They own your designs. How would, would this be a win? How is this chess y'all? How is this chess? You, you, you don't think these Germans and, 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 and the Jews them losing a billion dollars. Okay. So you mean to tell me them losing a billion dollars is more important to them having to grovel or kiss the feet of a black man. Let's just, let's just walk this back up a, a, a moment. When have you ever known these people to circle back to, to anybody they deem lesser than when, when, when name me the, the time since they all left Germany and went to Argentina, went to the U S they went to Spain, where ever since world war two, when have these people ever circled back and said, you know what? Our bad. We're sorry. When, when, <laughs> You mean to tell me, but okay. So y'all believe that money is more important to Adidas than, than, than having them to come back. than the optic of them coming back to grovel at a black man's feet. That is that what everyone believes? 
Yeah, like I said, this is all unconfirmed. This is unconfirmed. This is unconfirmed. Uh, let's see. Okay. Now, once again, they let him go because he gave Hitler a shout out. Talked bad on C-19, called the mark of the beast, and George Floyd, whatever, all of the... So, while his 360 degree, it's a 360, wow, this nigga had a 360 degree. Y'all be gonna leave me alone with this bullshit. This is not winning. So, once again, <laughs> we're back on this 360 deal. This nigga had a 360 deal with Adidas. Y'all be, okay, y'all can stop talking to me right now. <laughs> Listen. For all y'all that say this is a win for Kanye. For all y'all running around here saying this is a how this man was in a 360 deal. Y'all laugh at rappers all day, every day for being in 360 deals. This man was. <laughs> This man was in a 360 deal. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, Bray J. They're not gonna listen. They would they would lose two billion dollars. Three. They would never the money's not the money. They would never openly and, and and come circle back and say, Black, black man, we were wrong. Never. Never. Who okay. How about this? Somebody name me the last group they apologized to. Somebody, somebody name me that, that group, the last group, racial, ethnic group, nationality. Who is the last group of people they apologized to? Name, name them. When have these people ever apologized for them being themselves and feeling how they feel about other, everybody outside their nationality or their, their ethnicity? Who who's the last group of people they've apologized to? I can't recall anybody they've they've openly said we're sorry. They 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 still go after one hundred year old war criminals in wheelchairs. They're themselves. Wait wait, you're talking about a, a group of people that still go after hundred year old war criminals in wheelchairs. That that one guy that was ninety years old in a wheelchair. Right. Remember the 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 daughter that helped the father track this man down because the father told her the history and how important it was to catch all of them and make them all pay. We me and Nick did the stories was it six, seven months ago and they're interviewing the daughter. She's like, yes, my father sat me down and told me how important our history was and how it was important to catch them all and bring them all to justice. You wheel this old night. This man is 90 years old in a wheelchair. They're about to send this fool to prison. <laughs> he was a <laughs> war. He was a some shit. He did <laughs> got accused of war crimes. He was in his 20s. This man was feeble in a wheelchair. Had to be wheeled in and out of court. They ain't playing with y'all. You mean to tell me these people going to circle back to apologize to Kanye because they lost a billion dollars. A billion dollars. What is that? What is that? How is this a W for, wait a minute, bruh. 
How you understand what a 360 deal is? Mike Jones, you've been I've I've let you I've let your trolling go on. How are you how is this a win for anybody that's in a 360 deal? Anybody that's all my people in chat, since when has a 360 deal been considered a win for anybody? Since when? Yeah. Arrogance will never it's a prideful people. Right? Super spiteful. So now we all understand how 360 deals work. When is the last time you saw somebody sign a 360 deal? Be like, yeah, they're winning. Yeah, undefeated. <laughs> never. <laughs> they ain't never been a win. I didn't know it was a 360 deal he was in. But then when they when they released a contract and saying, hey, we own his we own his shoe design. We own the name. We own the IP. Or how's this a win? Mike Jones, get your ass back up in here. How's this a win? Not only does it bring you back, you got debt on top of that. Where did where did where did I miss it at? While his 360 degree degree deal with Adidas was officially under review for weeks, the brand reached a decision many expected a month earlier. Their partnership was over and for good. They did him a favor, letting him out of a 360 deal. Now, y'all, y'all black folk that talk independence, right? Independence and working with each other. This man could have went to Atlanta. This man could have went to Florida. There's distribution houses, manufacturing warehouses for clothing. This man could have did his own thing outside of these people and could have been the next Steph. He could have been the next Starberries. You know what I'm saying? So once again, how is this a win? And this article is bullshit because it says, why would Adidas bring Kanye back and, and award money? Who cares? They don't care about money. And here we go. The rumors. Rumors surfaced online this week that the two were, were restructuring the deal that brought West to Adidas in the first place. They were started by an online sneaker cookup group called Street Sauce or Secret Sauce, which helps members purchase limited and rare sneakers for a monthly fee. They've yet to verify their claim, but the rumor has been making the rounds. Complex sneakers say, I'd be surprised if it happened. So would I. I think it makes them look weak as a brand to terminate somebody and then months later come back and say, hey, we realize we're going to lose a billion dollars if we don't sell this product. Let's get back. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I don't see it happening. And if it did, why would he go back to the plantation? And if he if he did, how's this a win for the plantation? Mike Jones all day long. They don't care. It's this money thing. It's <laughs> I don't see them bringing them back. I don't see them bringing them back. For what? For what? I just don't see it. So as of right now, it's a rumor. Anyone saying it's a done deal or spreading this like it's a win? It's a rumor. You know how these people operate and think? They're not going to circle back and say, we sorry, black man. This is not going to happen. Let's not do that to ourselves. They've never apologized to anybody. 
they're not going to start with Kanye either. Okay? They're not. All right. All right. Before I get into the Inky and Leo thinging, thing, thing. Yo, so U-Haul. Went to U-Haul.com. Um, U-Haul growth states of 2022. Texas, Florida topped the list again. Um, Wow. This is crazy. So here are the, the, the top states everyone's fleeing to, right? Number one is Texas again for, like, I think, the third year in a row. Let me see. Texas is the number one growth state for the second consecutive year and the fifth time since 2016. Florida, which ranks second, has been a top three growth state seven years in a row. Nick Taylor does not like y'all moving to his, his beautiful state. He don't want y'all libtards moving to his state. I'm sorry, Nick, they're coming. I'm sorry, Nick. They're coming to your state, bro. <laughs> They're coming to your state, Nick. In droves. Number one was Texas. Florida was number two. South Carolina, number three. Number four, North Carolina. Number five, Virginia. Tennessee, Arizona. Georgia. Ohio. That may change with the, the whole East Palestine. Idaho, Colorado, Utah, Nevada, Indiana, Missouri. Wisconsin, uh, Minnesota, Montana, New Mexico, Alabama, Iowa, Oregon, Washington, Pennsylvania, West Virginia. Huh? So, a soft white underbelly? Hey, what Ray be talking about? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Ray, how you doing? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> oh. Kentucky, Delaware, Connecticut, Maine, Vermont, South Dakota, Nebraska, Wyoming, Mississippi, Louisiana, Washington, D.C., North Dakota, New Hampshire, Kansas, Rhode Island, Alaska at number 41. Interesting. Oklahoma, Arkansas, Maryland, New Jersey, New York. Now, I'm not surprised that New York is this, this low. Massachusetts, Michigan, Illinois, California. Goddamn. Okay, Texas and Florida, probably the probably the last two bastions of freedom in in the U.S. Oh no, you know I take that back because Tennessee got guns, um, Kentucky got guns. Okay, gun gun states: Texas, Florida, Tennessee, Kentucky, um. And then you have uh, uh, Nevada gun state. There's a couple gun states out west, Montana. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh oh. Uh oh. See, here you go. <laughs> Nick, Nick don't like y'all coming to his state. <laughs> Yo, did you guys hear that Elon Musk is moving back to California? Elon Musk. I think it was Elon Musk. Moving his tech, moving Tesla back to uh, California, right? If I, if I read, yeah. Going back to Cali, y'all. Going back to California. Uh-oh. Here we go. After less than two years in Texas, Tesla is moving his engineering headquarters back up to Northern California. Uh, Musk moved Tesla down to Austin in the fall of 2021 over tax breaks. 
the cheaper cost of labor and a battle between himself and local health officials. Okay. Um, since leaving California, Musk has been hugely critical of California and he has uh, called it a haven of overregulation. That's putting it mildly taxation and accused the state's leadership of complacency. Again, Tesla is increasing its footprint out here in California, opening an engineering headquarters in Palo Alto. They're taking over the old HP building in what Elon Musk told me is a poetic transition of Silicon Valley power. I asked him about Tesla's renewed presence in California after we all know the very public exodus to Texas. California, Texas company. Right, okay. So we're and, trying to emphasize that, actually. Okay. Yeah, and just that, a that question. We're, we're kind of a dual headquarter company. Okay, yeah. so is this kind of like HQ2 now? Well, I don't want to use those words. Okay, not those <laughs> One other question. Are you but, kind of reversing uh, it, your stance? It is effectively a headquarters of Tesla. Musk also told me that while California is Tesla's home state, lawmakers there don't always make it easy doing businesses in the Golden State. Do you think California should be cautious about, uh, you know, having taxes and regulations uh, go too far? I'm not anti-California. I mean, I think, um, you know, one has to strike a balance here and say, like, like there are a lot of good things about California, and then there's some challenges. And, um, you know, California, I think, could make it easier to do, especially manufacturing, uh, than is currently the case. Um, but, um, you know, I encourage legislators to consider their actions, you know, in the long term. Which I hear it. I also sat down with California Governor Gavin Newsom exclusively, who has formally said that Tesla doesn't exist without California. Thanks to over $3 billion in subsidies over the last couple of years, I asked him about what exactly brought Elon Musk back. Listen to this. Okay. We're all talking about ChatGPT. We're all talking about AI. Look around. Where's it all happening? They're no longer talking about engineers anymore. We're talking about elite engineers. Okay. Uh, let, let me get... Okay. Let's do this. Everybody put on aluminum. This man does not look human. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't want to go here. I don't want to go here. Everybody put on your aluminiums. Aluminium. Everybody aluminium up. This man does not look human. Look at this man's eyes. I'm sorry. I had to go here. You Normally, normally I don't do this. Y'all know I don't do this. I don't do this. This man does not look human. What is wrong with his eyes? What is wrong with his eyes? Everybody aluminium up. This man does not look human. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> this man looks. We're all the elite engineers. They're all right here. That man does not look It's unclear how many jobs will be added in this deal, but it's worth noting that nearly 40% of Tesla's global workforce is already here in California. So despite everything we hear about this contentious relationship between Musk and California, Tesla's footprint today is only getting bigger out here. An amazing work getting both mm -hmm. the governor of California and Elon Musk on the record there. We want to talk to you more about that, but Phil LeBeau, keep us honest here. Come on. Isn't this a different Elon Musk line on California? He says he's not anti-California. Over the past couple of years, he sounded pretty anti-California, but now it's a dual headquartered company. He's not even willing to call California HQ2. Why all the California love? <laughs> Why wouldn't you give the California love? Yeah, look, if you were expanding your presence, if you're Elon Musk, this is one of those win-win days. California feels good. He feels good. In a week, John, Morgan, we both know what could happen if a legislator in California comes out and says, you know what, I think that we need to have XYZ regulation. 
Elon Musk would waste no time blasting that legislator or blasting the state of California. Okay, so does this start a wave of 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 coming back to California now? So will Elon Musk start the wave of companies coming back to California? Or is this just it's because we're going to get we're going to cut Tesla a break but nobody else. Right? So does this start the wave of companies coming back to California? Yes or no? So I took his comments today as saying, it's a good day for everyone. I feel good. Let's celebrate the fact that we're going to have this engineering headquarters. I'm not surprised he doesn't like the term H2, HQ2, I mean, because that was kind of coined by Amazon, right? And, and his, yeah. dare I say, nemesis, Jeff Bezos, mm. uh, over there as well. And we know there's a healthy rivalry between those two, particularly on the space front. Yasmin, I, maybe I missed it, but just walk me back to, are there incentives or any sort of uh, government something tied? This is, yeah, this is what I want to hear. What's the, what brought him back? What did they say? What are they going to give him? What did they entice him with to come back to California? This is interesting. Let's go to this in terms of Tesla making this now a second headquarters again. I did ask Governor Newsom about that. There are no new incentives uh, with this new deal, but they are hoping to attract a lot of new talent out here. And they they think that by being in Silicon Valley and, you know, taking over this building and attracting engineers, they're going to be able to get out in the forefront of it. A lot of other AI companies out here, we've been talking about ChatGPD, Meta AI, Google AI, all of them are here. So there's a big pool of talent here that is going to be mutually beneficial, as the governor told me. Yes. Okay, so basically you're just keeping up with the competition. Okay. So you're gonna you're gonna bite the bullet with the regulations, the taxes, whatever, to keep up with the competition because the competition is out there. Okay, I get it. 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 Okay. You say nah, jobs bring people. Elon probably got smoking. I I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. Businesses, yes. Residents, hell no. Once you leave California, you can't afford to come back. Damn, that's deep, sis. That's deep. That's deep. Okay. Okay. All right. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Okay. I thought that was, I thought that was very rather interesting. Let's get rid of this. Okay. All right. Now, let me, once again... These notes of mine are very rather not old, but all over the place. And like I said, between tonight and tomorrow, I will work on the pre-flood um, Anki and Aaliyah. That Listen, the whole uh, Noah's Ark, it's Anki telling one of his scribes, this is what you need to do. Okay. I mean, they break this shit down. I was just like, oh, my God. Okay. All right. Anywho, anywho. All right. So look at the Inky and Elil. Um, Now, a lot of these notes came from the Rothschild's curated artifacts. And some of it came from the Library of Alexandria. So my notes are a little bit all over the place. So please bear with me. Um, once again, that's if you believe in this. If you believe in this, then you already know that humans are not special. Once again, if you believe in Enki and Aaliyah, if you believe in Anunnaki, then you know humans are not special. Sorry. There was a, a revolt in the gold mines. They said, it's too hard. It's too difficult. Find us another way to mine this gold. 
And Enki looked around and saw some some hominids and said, okay, let me get to doing my thing thing. Enki is the Yakub of all this. And he did some genetic modifications, sped up evolution. And here you go. You got your slave labor to mine the gold. That's if you believe in this stuff. Okay. If you believe in this stuff, then off the top, humans are not special. Sorry. Sorry. All right. Okay. So now the time frames are crazy. So <clears throat> the astronauts is what they call them. They visited Earth 400,000 years ago looking for gold. Okay. Um, there's also a way station on Mars. They created genetically modified Homo sapiens for slave labor to mine for gold. Uh, now, they call this the Great Deluge. Every time you hear the word deluge, they mean the flood. Okay, there was a post-flood deluge. Or was, I mean, the flood was a deluge. And then 4,000 years ago, there was a nuclear war that took place from warring visitors. Um, this all comes from the Rothschild curated artifacts, Mesopotamian texts, blah, 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 blah. All right, the slave revolt in the gold mines led to creating a genetic human slave labor. Uh, 435,000 years ago, the first ruler came from the sea disguised as a fish. His name was Conus. Conus gave humanity the gift. He gave humans the gift of humanity. So he was one of the first arrivals. Okay. Sipa is the city founded by the gods pre-flood 668 to 663 BC. It's Assyrian. Once again, if you believe this stuff, uh, the Hebrews got the stories of the creation of the flood from the Sumerians. There's 10 Kings in total and Leal was awarded control of the earth mission. Enki was a scientist who discovered the first hominids in Southeast Africa that were kicked out of Eden. Enki accelerated the human evolution through genetic manipulation. Atom was the first man. Atom means he of the earth was the first created and Enki had to add chromosomes to Adam uh, because he was uh, infertile. Okay, he added chromosomes were given for sexual reproduction. Adam was a hybrid. He's the first hybrid. Enki disobeyed Enlil by not, by not letting them all die in the flood. That's why the beef, they've always been beefing. They was beefing back on the bureau. Now the beef came down to earth. Enlil was like, they all got to go. Enki and his half-sister, the chief medical officer, said, let's save them. Let's save some of them. Okay, but I'll get more into that pre-flood notes. This is all just uh, giving you a backstory. Uh, Enki is the firstborn son of Anu and Nibiru. The ruler was Enlil of the planet Nibiru. Enki passed genetic knowledge to his son Marduk and Toth. That is so when you hear Ra and Toth, that's Marduk and Toth. That those are the sons of Enki. Okay, Adapa is another son of Enki was tasked with recording history. Enki and Enlil sent, were sent to Earth to mine gold to prevent Nibiru's vanishing atmosphere. Enlil wanted to make uh, mankind perish. Okay, Enki had a half-sister who was a chief medical officer. There was family infighting with nuclear weapons, destroyed the first civilizations. Uh, mankind was forced to choose sides. Naboo... Marduk's firstborn son argued uh, choices versus free will. 
Enki was against using nuclear weapons and wanted to inform mankind as to what was happening to prevent another repeat on Earth. Enki said there was a great flood uh, the closer he got to Earth. So he saw it take place. So in the pre-flood, ice plates shifted and created a, a tsunami. And then the winds brought the water across the Earth. Pre-flood, um, they all went back to Nibiru. Some stayed, and Enki told one of his minions, build a, a watertight ship all the way around with no light to come in. It has to be watertight to be able to, to be submerged and all this extra stuff, okay? Once again, these will be, these will be all in pre-flood notes tomorrow. Okay. Um, Enki constructed a home. Uh, he gave his lieutenants a task to complete on Earth. The Eridu Genesis. This is what they call the Eridu Genesis. It's a collection of texts in Switzerland. All right. Enki tried to have a son with his half-sister. Uh, there's details about his personal life. Enki had a meta disc containing the genetic code of all of human civilization. All the animals and all the humans, he had the code to it. So this would be like the codex uh, that Zod wanted from um, Cal, uh, Jor-El. Okay, the human codex. He had that. So everybody had to go to him for the codex, okay? Noah and the Ark tells of Inky's deception from Elio, a new pre-flood. The book of Isaiah 30-8 is Anki telling a scribe to document. So the whole book of Enoch, this is Inky telling his scribe, look, I need you to write all of everything you're about to see down for 40 days, 40 nights. I'll feed you this one time, bread and water. It'll sustain you for 40 days and 40 nights. Write everything, everything down you see, okay? Enki saw the future while dealing with the present. Enki believed in free will. The Anunnaki were in control of humanity's fate. Uh, the Enki scribe was born on Eridu. Uh, okay, so the scribe described, he, he calls Enki the creator of humanity. He says humans were created on the seventh year after the great calamity on the 17th day of the second month. The scribe was taken to Magan to scribe for Enki. For 40 days and 40 nights, he was given bread and water to sustain him. Uh, 40 is Enki's sacred number amongst the gods. Enki says in 70 years, the old gods will retire and new gods will have to take over. Nibiru's wars, there was a usurper named uh, Alagu. He ignited volcanic gases with nuclear bombs. There was a cloud that swept over the planet. Uh, the great calamity of nuclear fallout ordered by Enlil swept from the east to the west. The gods fled in fear from Sumer. But there was a bunch of them that lived in a city called Sumer. Okay. Enoda and Marduk went to war. The gods' council decided to eradicate humans. Anu had agreed to it. Uh, Nibiru's atmosphere is powered by volcanic activity. There was also infighting on Nibiru. Okay, a truce. At one point was called one king from the north shall marry a woman from the south. Vice versa, the offspring would then inherit. Uh, they would inherit the title. Now these come from the Arcadian tablets. So there's. It goes Sumerian, Arcadian. Then it goes to Hittites, Phoenicians, all the way down to Greeks and Hebrews. So like the Greeks and Hebrews are like the last translations of all this stuff. Okay. There's Anu and Atu which is um, 
oh, what is their name? What is their names, y'all? Uh, what is their names? The the, the phallus. What's the, what's their original names? I'm so I'm so lost right now. Ah, I knew an I too. Y'all, when she looked, they chopped them up in 13 pieces and she put them together and couldn't find the third, this phallus. What is, what are their names? Somebody in the chat knows what I'm talking about. I know the overlast, but I mean, what, what, what was their names? No, not Osiris. No, it was, um, Lord have mercy. No, not Amen. No, it wasn't set. Isis was the daughter. No. God damn it. This is going to bother me if I don't get this, if I don't get this right. Who was chopped up in 13 pieces? Who, who was chopped up in 13 pieces? And she had to go find his, all, all his body parts. Not to hootie. I mean, different names, but I mean, I want the, I want, I want the original names. I want those, that, those two names, the man and the woman. Wasn't Nimrod. Wasn't Nimrod. Wasn't Tammuz. That's okay. I'll go back in the notes. I, I'll, I'll, I'll catch it tomorrow on the pre-flood text. Anywho, so you had Anu, Atu, Enlil, Enki, and Lutonagel. Okay, so they had three sons. Enlil was the, was the first. No, Enki was the first. Enki was the firstborn, and Leo was the ruler and they had a middle child named Luton, Luton Nagul, Luton Nagel. Asar Naset, thank you, yes. Okay, Asar Naset is Anu and Atu. Okay, because there's a part in the pre-flood text when they, they put Anu in a coffin and they, dr- they drug him and they put him in a coffin and send him out to sea. Okay, yes, thank you. <laughs> Asar Naset. <laughs> Yes, Asar Neset. That's Anu and Atu. Okay, okay, okay. And then there's a list of dynasty rulers. Uh, Nibiru's atmosphere is getting becoming more unstable. The crops are becoming less. Weather's getting worse. More infighting, starvation, talks of rebellion. Uh, Alalu was the one that basically caused the, the, the planet um, atmosphere to go, become worse than what it was. He's called the Usurper. Alalu the Usurper stole a celestial chariot and goes to Earth he finds gold on, on the earth. He's the one that, that found it. There's snow on top, and then there's green and brown on bottom. Um, and then the last ruler of Nibiru was Lord Nibiru, as above, so below. After killing Tiamat, he cut her in half, took her head. He created a bracelet to separate the upper and lower waters, and the, the, the battle took place uh, in the firmament. They said it took place in the firmament. So there's no indication of anything being round or hemispherical. That's if you believe this. Okay. That's a really brief backstory. I promise you tomorrow, a pre-flood text will be much, much more in depth. All right. Yes. There'll be Gilgamesh will be in it. Um, yes. Gilgamesh is in it. It's, it's, it's a deep, 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 deep dive. <laughs> yeah. It's just not about so much Inky and Leo, but basically that whole race of people, there's a, it's like Dynasty and Dallas, all this political Game of Thrones and fighting shit. So basically you have one half that are cool with the humans. The other half wanted to see them wipe out based off two brothers ideologies. And the father's like, eh. So that's pretty much it. Yeah. Once again, that's if you believe in this. 
If you believe this, humans are not special. Sorry. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. I'm going to get out of here. It's late and uh, I got work to do. So tomorrow. Um, tomorrow we will go over the pre-flood text. And I'm slowly going to get back into how I used to do things basically. But yeah. So with that being said, um, yeah, just, that's all it was, man. Just, you know, what culture doesn't have infighting? What rulership doesn't, doesn't have infighting? That's just a natural thing almost. So, but with that being said, once again, if you believe in all this, then this tells you that humans are not special. So I'm gonna get out of here. Y'all have a good night. Peace.